We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I am your host, Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk Dees, here with my two boys, uh, Killaby2482, Brett Parfield, and the number one ranked Canadian DFS player in all of Canada, Tyler Tambolin, uh, Toe Tag and Tambo. What's going on, fellas? Uh, I'm in a good mood this week. I hope you guys are as well, but how, how you doing? Uh, week four for me was pretty break even. I uh, l- lost some on the, the main Sunday slate, um, but couldn't believe all the action that I ended up getting for the uh, two-game Monday night football slate. Um, so ended up making back basically what I lost on, the, on all my Sunday action on Monday. So it's, it's ridiculous uh, the amount um, of like just even heads up that I got uh, on DraftKings. Uh, with that two gamer, so I'm kind of excited. Again. It reminded me of like Peter, Peter Orzet's thing. Like, this guy took my head to head, like that video that he does. <laughs> with, uh, the, the, and... Anyways, sorry. <laughs> um, no, but I'm kind of excited that we. I mean, we lose we lose two games uh, on this main slate, so we go from 12 to 10. Um, but we get uh, the double Monday night football game again, so I can't complain. Uh, 10 games is enough for me. Uh, Tambo, how was your week? It was solid. Uh, it was actually one of my better weeks in a while. I made two bucks on Sunday on, on DraftKings, so that was solid profit. Literally one. No, I, I made two bucks profit. It wasn't the winnings, like the, all the screenshot jokes, but that, that was good. I'm with you on these two-game slates, so I don't mind them. I know it's the circumstances aren't ideal, but yeah, I, I had a really good slate there. A bunch of Robert Tanyan, so I actually made money on that slate, You know, and it had, was one off here and there. And even on uh, Sunday Night Football the day before, Chop and I do the premium show every week and him and I were all in on Kittle and not that, that was anything sneaky, but the rest of the plays we had were pretty good. And I was one off there. So something's coming. I'm not, 
doing as well as our boy Kirkwood. He's a humble guy. I think he's not talking about his big wins, but he had an incredible week. Proud to see that. That was awesome, man. Oh, no, I, I was going to talk about it. Don't, don't, you better <laughs> okay. believe good, I was going to talk about it. Yeah, I, uh, I was loving watching that. I know in the slant where you got second, you could tell the story in a minute, but I got 26th. I was right behind you there with a little bit of a galaxy brain mistake in running back, at running back. So I just missed you there, but it was nice to see somebody I know up top and glad to get back on the show with you again for this week. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's recap, recap my week. So Sunday. I was miserable. I was so bad. My girl hated me. Everything was awful. Um, I, I was just getting crushed. I just had the absolute worst lineup on Yahoo. I just made a really stupid bonehead switch. And, um, and, so, and I had the most action I had in a long time there. So I was, thought I was like lost a lot of money. So I didn't really pay. I did max enter the slant on DK. And um, I think my cash team was doing all right too. I don't even remember. But uh Anyway, so uh, that I had that one lineup that was like finally got serious, you know, when Dak went off. I was actually watching a, a, a Stafford lineup that was doing really well with the same plays, but then all of a sudden that that was like out of it, and like this Dak lineup of mine shot up, and then uh, it got serious, and then I was in first, and then I was holding first for like a long time, uh, till all the way until Darren Waller's last catch. But the worst part of it was was that. Uh, that I would have been a runaway winner for Will if Will Fuller's uh, touchdown didn't get uh, reversed. Um, my lineup was fire. It was Dak with uh, Amari Cooper, uh, brought it back with Odell. Then it had uh, Mixon and Ronald Jones, which were the keys. Yep. Um, Cooper was in the flex, so I had a wide receiver in the flex. And then I had a correlation with Thielen and Fuller from the same game. Um, they both went off, and then I had uh, – you know, Bengals D with Mixon. So it was like, per, it was like correlation. Perfect. This, this lineup and it just happened to go nuts. And the, the sick thing is, is it would have been winning the Millie all that time. The guy who beat me in the slant on that last catch also won the Millie and uh, I didn't enter the Millie. So I gave up 150 grand by not entering it. Cause I was been trying to work on my uh, MME skills. So uh, it was kind of bittersweet in that scenario, but it was awesome. I mean, it was lucky. So it say bailed me out big time. Um, so yeah, so we're going to, uh, we're going to press it. We're going to press keep it this it, week. Keep it going forward, baby. We're, we're going to press it all in this week. <laughs> um, all right. So we got 10 games here. We've got some interesting ones. So we had, we already, we lost the, uh, the, the, the Titans. We lost the Pats uh, to COVID situations. We, it was looking like we were going to potentially lose the Jets, but I guess it was a false positive. So the guy I heavily touted and, uh, um, you know, I had a ton of and lost a lot, lot with last week, Kyler Murray. We'll, we'll get into that, whether we like him again, but that was a complete whiff on me last week. Um, but, you know, right at the top, we got a 56 point game total with the chiefs at home against the Raiders. Um, chiefs are favored by 11. I have never seen a team total this high that I can remember 34 um, implied open. I mean, I don't remember seeing one this high ever. So that's, that's crazy to me. But uh, from there, then we have uh, the Falcons. Panthers is probably going to be pretty juicy. That, that uh, over-unders, you know, both of these teams give up just tons of fantasy production. Their defense, the Falcons defense is just atrocious. Um, Carolina's been okay. They, you know, they certainly played well. I expect them to be a lot worse last week against the Cardinals. But, you know, they give up production everywhere. Um, Houston, we get the uh, dimple chin is gone. The firing of uh, 
crater face, Bill O'Brien. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're at home now at 54 point total. I mean, that was a long time coming. Uh, Houston is five and a half point favorites against the Jags. So that's interesting. That's a high total. A lot of people are going to, you know, don't know what to expect. You know, I'm, I'm not treating it much different, you know, but you know, maybe there's a little extra fire in this Houston team. Um, you know, after a coach's firing that usually wakes people up, um, you know, and Jacksonville is a defense that Joe Mixon just absolutely shredded last weekend. Um, but was a team that we were usually going with the past, but maybe there's some, some pieces there with like Brandon cooks and whatnot. We can get into maybe a, it's a bounce back scenario. Uh, some, uh, you know, leverage from last week, you know, I mean, man, I had cooks. I, I hated cooks. I even said on the show, I hated cooks. And then I ended up with so much freaking cooks last week <laughs> that I'm so pissed. I'm, you know, uh, never mind. You know, I, I watch these other shows and they just convince me that like I have to play. Like I'm just miss. I'm just dumb if, if I don't like this guy. Um, it's never my. It's never my fault. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, and then we got Lamar. Lamar now with a, a 13 point home favorite against the Bengals. Um, you know, uh, that's that's interesting. Man, what's another? Oh, how do I forget the Cowboys? Talk about annihilated defenses that are just injured and just terrible. I mean, we, they, we watched uh, Jarvis Landry throw a bomb for a touchdown against them, you know? So you Such hope a great they, pass too. you hope uh, Daniel Jones can do something. Um, and then you get the little revenge narrative, Jason Garrett calling the plays against his former team. Um, 54 point total. I mean, it's, it's a good spot for the giants. If they can do something that, that offense is terrifying. I was sweating Evan Ingram in that lineup and just like he's open every freaking play, just throw him the ball. And they just, they have him running like these long routes way down the field. And it's like, he's just, if you just cut back and just nail him, he's open for a 10 yard gain every single time. I, I don't get it. I, and then, and they just run clock and they just run play after slow play after slow play. And it's just Jason Garrett, man. It's just, we, you know, it's always, always seen it. And then I don't know, other than that, I have, that's it. That's my focus right now. Any other games um, quickly pop off to you guys? No, I think, I think you basically hit it. Um, I was looking at just kind of like ownership of the games in general. And I was kind of surprised with how low owned the Houston Jacksonville um, is in comparison. Um, so I've been trying to do a lot of builds uh, right now or just as of today, just with that Houston Jacksonville game. Cause I, I like a lot of pieces there and I was actually really surprised how low owned a lot of these guys are. Uh, Tambo, you seeing anything that kind of pops off to you? No, you mentioned, I mean, for me, it's uh, Carolina Atlanta is the big one that stands out for me. I guess one thing would be, you mentioned Houston Jacksonville. I think that's a solid spot. Dallas and the Giants looks like it's going to be the most popular by far. Just looking at early ownership projections. I think there's multiple ways you can leverage that. Are they going to continue being down like that in the games and have it? Like you said, I know Jarvis Landry threw a bomb on them, but that makes it a little more interesting. The reason I like Carolina Atlanta so much though, is just, it's kind of two really bad teams with two decent team totals up against each other. So we're looking for the competitiveness. You know, um, the Ravens have like a 32-point team total. They're right there, but they're playing a team that they should just destroy. And while it could be Lamar causing the blowout, I really haven't been – I was wrong on him last week with Andrews, but again, did he break the slate or you needed Lamar or anything like that? No. So it just continues to be that way with them. And the the good games for them are all, are more defensive. Like when they played Kansas City, it's like – a 
you know, they get blown out essentially in that sense. So I don't know. I can't keep going back there, but I love the other games you mentioned and Carolina Atlanta would be my favorite. Yep. Um, let's, uh, let's start what we could normally do. Let's talk about the running back position and we'll go over to uh, quarterbacks flow into wide receivers and uh, hit on some tight ends of uh, this week. So um, at the running back position from an ownership perspective, I mean, so we've got some, some really chalky plays. Um, then we'll just get right off the, the beginning with Mike Davis here, Carolina, uh, 6,400 against Atlanta, who's just, their defense has just been horrendous. Um, you know, the one thing they have kind of stopped the run. They've been really horrible against the pass. Now, the one thing that we've always, you know, targeted them, this has just been a problem for them for forever is the running back pass, right? It's just when it, always against the Atlanta Falcons and it's, it's no difference this year. Um, Mike Davis is also a true bell cow now. I mean, so he had a, a monster game last week um, and what could have been a lot bigger, but he got banged up in that game. So that took him off a bunch of plays and Reggie Bonifon came in and stole a TD um, got 10 rushes and two targets, but Bonifon's out now he's gone. So it's mm -hmm. like the Mike Davis show who's, constantly gets peppered with targets that like he's just he has filled in for that cmc role like that's a huge part of their offense and now he just gets the, the greatest matchup for that um you know we 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 know they love to pass the running back so davis has seen 23 targets over the last three weeks which in comparison is pretty close to zeke uh who's seen 27 who also happens to run the most routes of any running back in the league. So this guy's running tons of routes. So this like is a PPR dream, um, dream spot. So, you know, we're going to have to make a decision on whether we try to beat him or not. Um, I think some other chalk guys are going to probably be David Johnson um, just because he's so cheap and everybody saw what Mixon did uh, against uh, Jacksonville last week. Although that kind of happened on some huge plays um, and uh their defense had been very good against the run before that. So that's something to at least to ponder. Um, and then Zeke is going to be the, the, he just is too cheap. 7,800. He just hasn't hit the, had the right game script yet. Like we talk about, like he still has basically produced, you know, 20, 20 fantasy points in each game. He, you know, he put up 21 and a half last week, which was, was extremely disappointing, but that game script just, you know, game scripted him off. I mean, they were completely blown out for the most of the game until they did one of their wild deck comebacks, you know, at least to put up fantasy points and, you know, keep them somewhat, they weren't even in the game, but like just wasn't embarrassing. But anyways, uh, he just hasn't had that home favor where they dominate. They've had a lot of unlucky turnovers. Um, and, you know, can we expect that again this week or maybe they turn things around now and uh, you know, it's against the giants. Right. So he, this is where he's a, he's a big home favorite, 7,800, you know, touchdown regression has got to be coming his way soon. This guy's a true, true bell cow. He's getting all, he gets, he's running the most routes of any running back. I mean, it's just seems like a, a, a great play. So how, those are like the top three from ownership. And then maybe, maybe Clyde uh, Edwards Alaire. Um, but what are you guys thinking yeah, I mean, where you started it out uh, with Mike Davis, I think, resonates with me. Um, I mean, just without Reggie Bonifon, uh, I know they, they signed a guy off the practice squad, but we could see him actually uh, roll with that Christian McCaffrey role this game. Um, and, 
you know, the, the IR this year is only three weeks out. And so that, that makes, you know, C-Mac available next week. I don't know if he's going to be prepared to play next week, but um, I mean, we only get a few more weeks of Mike Davis left. So I think at this price, knowing that he's probably going to step into more of the C-Mac role, uh, I kind of want to be right there um, and probably be over-owned on that. Um, you're right with Zeke. Dallas, it just feels like they get behind in all these games. And uh, he wasn't even playing a lot in the second half. It felt like they were almost – Yeah, it was like they, it was like the they gave flag. up. Yeah, yeah, they gave up. And then they kept Pollard. on scoring touchdowns with, yeah. with Pollard in, and then they kind of brought him back in. I was so upset because I had some monster lineups with Zeke in it. And I'm just like, get him out there. Like, um, and obviously those 20-point those games, you know, they, they don't kill your lineup uh, with Zeke, but they definitely don't help. So, uh, I mean, he's, he's definitely has the highest ceiling. And I really think we're going to see a, a, a Edwards Alaire uh, smash spot um, one of these weeks. And, I mean, it's it's tough to uh, it's it's tough to go with certain stacks in KC. Even though I've I've kind of been messing around with lots of different styles of stacks, um, but yeah, I love Edwards Lair this week. I know you're kind of like mentioning him last, but I can see a monster game. And now we're starting to really see um, his pass catching the last few weeks. I know week one we didn't see it, but uh, it seems like he's fully involved in this offense now. So. Um, yeah, I think those would be my top three and they're going to be, they're going to be heavily owned, but I kind of want to be right there with those three. Still really don't. You're eating the the chalk. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, some, uh, lower owned guys, uh, that I really like also, but yeah, those, those are my top three, um, for exposure out of like the chalkier guys. I'm probably not there as much on the David Johnson. Um, even though you're right, Jacksonville, uh, has been terrible actually on defense. Um, I know it was kind of just a blow up spot last week for them, but they're still 27th in yards per play. This comes from uh, Levitan uh, and they've only faced Phillip Rivers, Ryan Tannehill, yeah, the, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Thank, and thanks Joe for getting Burrow. me on Brandon Cooks. Thank you. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy. Those four terrible quarterbacks and yet this Jacksonville defense has been given up 27 or their 27th in yards per play. So um, definitely want to get exposure uh, in that game. Uh, Tambo, Tambo, what a, uh, what are the guys that you're kind of like eyeing uh, top-tier running backs here? Well, I think you guys just said it. Kirkwood mentioned it. It's you know, all year long so far. It's only a short season that we've been through this thus far. We're four weeks in, but the chalk at running back has been busting up. And I think just now we go down and people got to remember, right? Ten-game slate. It's down from what we've seen there. Some different situations. You talk about Bonifon going out and now, you know, being Davis being a true bell cow. So I'm with you, actually, on eating the chalk on those three. I'm not as high on the, you know, Kareem Hunt talk, which we haven't got to yet. I'm not as high on the David Johnson conversation, but as far as Davis, Elliott, and CEH go, those totals, those games, those prices, basically situations, everything that you can talk about with them puts them all in a good spot. So you're going to have to get different somewhere else. I'm not saying you got to pile all three into the same lineup, maybe something like cash, go ahead if you want, but you know, I'll still split them up in my tournaments, but I'll definitely be using all three. For me, it's a spot where I feel much better about that than when we segue later to, to wide receiver and talk about guys being 25% over there and who some of the names are. Other than that, I mean, we can move it along a little bit here in running back. I'll give you some other names and then we'll circle back. I have to steal this one before Kirkwood steals this thunder, but I got the best secondary stack in football this week. I'm glad that this game is going because we get to play Kenyon Drake, who is finally going to pop off when he hasn't all season, but he was supposed to against 
Chris Herndon, who's got the best tight end matchup, who's finally going to pop off. This is the most tilting secondary stack you can possibly play, and it makes a whole lot of sense. The matchup is good for both sides. We've been waiting for it. The prices are right. Nobody wants to play either of them, and I'm suggesting play both of them. So that's one that I had to steal the thunder on. I do like that. I like James Robinson, who you mentioned a little bit earlier, 6700 I just think is a really fair price you know, for what he does the game around it. And then just last to circle back and you can mention some more names, but the Zeke thing, his, his attempts have been going down, but so is his price, first of all, and his targets, he's averaging almost 10 targets a game the last three games. So he's getting a lot more work in all facets of the game. Like you said, running the most routes, everything we've got there, everyone is on deck. Everyone's on Amari Cooper. This could be the two, three touchdown game for Zeke that we've been waiting for. There's been a couple instances already where he's been vultured a couple times. One game Dak had three, and he still got one. I mean, 7,800 just doesn't seem right for the spot and for everything they're going to want to do. And with him getting the passing game, he's basically on the field for whatever you need in any game script here. Yeah, so let's touch on a couple. So, um, and, uh, man, I love DeAndre Hopkins in that game. So I'm constantly I'm, – I'm probably going to go back. I'm going to recommend Kyler on every single show we do. It's just going to be the way it is. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins. But uh, – Man, I don't know if I can stomach Drake, but maybe. But I do think the Jets are pretty good against the run-up. I think they're just – I just think they're a lot worse against the pass. Um, but it does make sense. He is cheap. That eruption game is there based on usage. It's just We just haven't seen it yet. I mean, so I get that. But Clyde the Glide, uh, Edwards Alaire, I want to talk about because I haven't made up my mind fully on him yet. And, uh, you know, what better time than now to do that. Um so the usage is spiking up, like, and Brett loves him. I get that. And the usage is there. Um, 73% of snaps. Um, he's, he's top six in carries per game, um, getting targets, uh, you know, definitely, uh, which is a good thing in the uh, Chiefs offense. But the, the thing that stands out to me is that um, – the Chiefs have thrown for 11 touchdowns so far and rushed for just one, right? And so it's like it's like it's just obvious that they're like their game plan is you know yes they're going to use the rush, but like when it comes down to like getting in that end zone, it's they're going to like go to Mahomes like through like play action or something you know or one of his little uh, forward lateral handoffs so that it's a touchdown pass for his stats to Tyreek Hill, which is nice. Cause a lot of quarterbacks, they don't, they don't take that into consideration. Uh, what ha- who was that in San Francisco? Uh, Mullins. Do you have that when they called that the, when the pass that he threw behind the, the guy that oh, yeah. called the for to uh, Ayuk or whatever yeah. um, wasn't a passing touchdown. Um, anyway. So I'm, so that's the only thing there, but like, and then I, then I go back to the thought of like, this is the highest freaking team total I've seen yep. in, in ages. I don't know if I've ever seen one this high and they're 11 point home favorites. So it's like the script is perfect. The usage is there. I just worry that they're going to be, end up being like Mahomes touchdowns in the end. But uh, I like his price. He's very playable. Um I, I think mean, it's a it's conversation a- when we get to the pass game, right? Because it is interesting, like you said, with that total, if you go look at the current projected ownership on Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, and then even the guys underneath Hill in, in Mecole Hardman and Watkins, like these guys just aren't getting enough ownership for that total. And like you said, they all can get there. You can stack them up. But for once, their prices are a little bit more reasonable 
than what you've seen in the past. So it actually is an option where you could have a bunch of them stacked together and, and maybe get some leverage on the field that way. Yep. Um, and then another guy you, you touched on um, that I'm certainly interested in. Um, you said you may not be interested that much in, in him is Kareem Hunt. Um, first off, like I just asked you this question, like if, if Nick Chubb was 6,500 in this spot, would you be interested? Oh, for sure. If, but I think there's a reason why that's a difference, right? This is a, a little bit different. Kareem Hunt was coming back in. They were certainly nursing him last week. He literally got 26 of the 75 snaps. I know he did work and got two TDs, but they had Dearness Johnson in there. They had, uh, it was a Hilliard. I, I forget who the other guy was. They were mixing a bunch of guys in around him, but Nick Chubb would be the bell cow back that then you'd want Hunt for some of the extra work. But I, I just don't think it's as safe as a spot as what people are thinking at 20% ownership. And there is other guys there. And plus you got Mike Davis where I'm just not getting cute. I know his ownership's double but, or almost double, but the idea is, you know, nobody's there now. And he was already in a better role and has a better matchup. That's more the reason why I'm not interested in Kareem Hunt right now. Let me throw this at you. So we know this guy is productive, productive, right? We know that he's actually, he's, he's averaging five and a half yards per carry this season, mm -hmm. which is like mind boggling, but like, that's not going to, that's not going to hold up. Now everyone's going to point to the fact that this is a tough matchup against the, the, the Colts who haven't given up a ton of rush of rushing production. Now, the thing that worries me is the plays, right? Like the amount of play volume in this game potentially, but I don't, so it made sense to me that they didn't give him a monster workload last week because a, they were, they were blowing out the Cowboys and this was his, you know, he was, he was questionable to come in and he was, you know, and, 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 uh, and, you know, had an issue with his groin. And so it just made sense. Why push him when their game is already, you know, in hand. So that's, that's one thing. So like, I don't, I don't think this uh, Dearness Johnson guy is really going to be that big of a factor um, because like Kareem Hunt is like such a elite running back. Like if, if, if Chubb wasn't there, he'd be like, than one of the top running backs every single week. But like, uh, and this is also a team that loves to run. I think they're like second for the, the, for most rushing. Um, anyway, so the, also the, the Colts are in danger to be without their entire starting linebacking core. Their signal caller, Darius Leonard was a DMP on Wednesday with a groin injury, did a limited drill practice only on Thursday, may play, may not play. Other guys are looking like they're not going to be playing. So, like, if they're missing their entire starting linebacking core, um, and um, they also have some secondary problems, too. So, I'm, I think that this is going to be a good, good week for the Browns in general. And, like, I think it's kind of – I think, like, there's a lot of this narrative is going on. Like, people are, are want, to, want to fade Kareem Hunt. They want to fade Odell Beckham. But that makes me want to play these guys more. And I just can't get over the fact that it's, like – I would smash, I would smash the lock button on Nick Chubb. And so, yes, there's that groin is the potential. Right. But I think he's healthy. I think it's another week back. I'm ex like, and so I don't know. I, I really want to play Kareem Hunt, as you can tell. Yeah. I probably lean on Kirkwood's side. I know Kevin Stefanski, um, he came from Minnesota and he's even talked about wanting to have, you know, just one bell cow guy. You know, obviously with these two Cleveland guys, that hasn't been the situation. But I think with this injury, that's what we're going to see. I don't, I don't know how much we're going to see of Dearness uh, Johnson. It's just the game in general I don't like. I mean, Indianapolis and Cleveland, both very run-happy style uh, teams. I don't know how many plays you're going to get off in that spot. Um, 
and the Colts defense has been really legit. So uh, just it's, it's more or less just the spot and the amount of plays uh, that makes me kind of off of that play. Uh, watch out for these injury reports, though, because this could be a completely different Colts defense. Um, so that's something that's got my eye. Um, James Robinson, again, I whiffed last week, but I'm still interested again against Houston. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on Jonathan? I mean, Jonathan Taylor is over – like, like he's fizzled. You guys know I love him. Like, he's definitely fizzled the last two weeks. Um, the usage has been not not ideal with uh, Naeem Hines and Wil- Jordan Wilkins is eaten into it. But like, I expect that to get his usage to increase. Like he's still, he's the clear guy. They do have that great offensive line. I expect it to get better and better. You can run on Cleveland. Um, so I think for tournaments, like, like these are the plays that like, that when you like that, you got to have like the Joe, Mitt, like one of these running backs goes off like every week, whether it's like Aaron Jones our uh, Gerald Mixon last week. And it's like, you got to find them, right? Like they're in there. Jonathan Taylor fits like that build as like somebody that could be that guy to me. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's the game situation that I'd probably stay away from Tambo. What do you think with the Taylor play? More interesting in my opinion. Yeah. And we just talked about the hunt. I just think the, the hunt one, like I said, is it, you know, the narrative that's getting painted and things that you're talking about still aren't changing his ownership. Like he's still up to almost 20% already and more stuff is coming out. Like you said, that defense is just going to keep going that way. I love opposites. You know, if everyone's on one quarterback, I like taking the other side. I like this spot too, Kirk, but I think it's like you said, it's one of those Mixon type plays from last week, but he's, he, you know, he gets quite a few rushing attempts, even though he's not a, a high snaps guy either, or hasn't been, they've been going other routes. But the one thing I do like is his rushing in the red zone and which is what we want here. And if Indy can still move it ahead and, and have their game moving against Cleveland, which I think they can, uh, you've got a lot of opportunity there. You know, he's getting three, five, six attempts in there, a couple touchdowns in the red zone. I mean, that's all we really care about. He's going to be the guy likely to slam it in. And you kind of just have to avoid Naheem Hines coming in and getting a 15 yard run or catch and run from outside the, you know, the, the green zone or whatever you want to call it. So I think uh, he's a good tournament plan at 6,200. He's not getting any love, right? Nobody's even talking about him right now. Yeah, so nobody. I like that play quite a bit. The, the last guy that I don't think we really talked about was Josh Jacobs. So it's the, the, the chiefs are a, a, a run funnel defense. Everyone's, you know, staying it. And it's true. Like their, their defense is much improved. You know, they're taking away the pass. And like the one thing, like you saw with the Patriots, like you saw with uh, um, Damian Harris, like you can run on this chief's team and you kind of have to run on this chief's team. They force you to run and they'll run with Josh Jacobs. Like Gruden will, will do that. There's really only two. It's really only Waller or Jacobs and rugs will be back. And that should, I don't expect him to be like super, get a ton of, uh, ton of production or targets in this game but i expect that kind of like deep threat to open up things for yep. more for for guys like jacobs for and sure. waller um just you know and so i mean like again this game monster total check down charlie with their car coming from behind it's just like it's josh jacobs who can also run and he's getting he's getting work in the passing game he's you know six targets four targets four targets um at one game of three targets but like and he's good like this is a good oh, yeah. running back you know like nasty running back so and he's 6300 so I, I mean i like all i like all this all these guys we've talked about yep and i'm right there with you on the jacobs call uh i think i think for sure gruden's gonna get him involved uh early and often uh you're right about it which is so weird that casey's a 
um, a run funnel because you would think with their time of possession or with how often they've been leading in games that the pass to run ratio with their opponents would be super high with the uh, leaning pass. But yeah, um, on, a, on a production per play, I mean, they've been just giving it up via the run. So, and you know, Jacobs, Jacobs has been highly involved in the pass game. So that's all I need to know uh, that, you know, this is, I, I don't feel like this is Josh Jacobs of 2019 anymore, right? This is a new guy. So uh, 6,300 for how low Oni is going to be. I think this is a great, great GPP play. Um, one other guy that I, I want to hear what Tambo would have to say is Jarek McKinnon. Um, we have Raheem Moster that's still highly questionable whether or not he's going to play. Um, if if Moster is out, I mean, McKinnon's going to be somewhat chalky. Uh, this guy, I, I don't know if you saw how much he was on the field uh, last week, but yeah. He was he was a bell call uh, last week, running routes, 92% snaps, uh, getting a lot of touches uh, everywhere. So, um, where's your where's your love at with McKinnon? And then just talk about the you know most air in or out. Yeah, it's definitely um, sitting with that, right? We got to wait and see what happens there. But I actually love him, and it's a couple of reasons. One, you just talked about. I think he only missed like five snaps last week. Involved heavily. They like using them. I know it was Mullins and we're switching back to Jimmy G. Correct. But I also think when we get to tight end and start talking about Kittle, I've got some stats there and some nuggets that want me to leverage against that. I'm not really going to be big on Kittle this week. And I think a lot of people will be, and I get why. And he's a beast. And we saw what he did last Sunday. I mentioned earlier, you know, Head Chopper and I did the premium Sunday video and it was the same stats that I was using for that with Mullins. I'll just break them now. Was that, you know, he was averaging in 2018 Kittle almost a hundred yards with Mullins. Mullins was strictly looking for him. And that continued with him down and out. I think that it's, you know, going back to Jimmy G, we go back to the, the run plan that they're used to that Kyle Shanahan loves. And even if it's not with running, like you said, if most starts out, I'm going to play a bunch of Jarek McKinnon. I always liked them. I know they always liked them. They paid money for him back when he had that tough leg injury and came back from it. And at 5,800 against Miami, it's a great spot, I think. And so hoping that that's the case, Another quick note just on Jacobs. This is the guy, I think maybe you, you might even mention it, Kirkwood, but uh, we, we've been targeting against Kansas City. And the thing is, that's the only way to go after them. So you, you got to try and keep Mahomes off the field for as long as you possibly can. But then, uh, Brett, you just mentioned it, he's getting the passing work now. So I think that, you know, you're going to see or more of it at least. And he's averaging almost eight yards per catch, getting, you know, four or five targets a game. So I, I like Jacobs as well at 6,300. It's the Kansas City defense. We've been targeting guys against. We talked about David Johnson week one, Lamar and the boys running all over them until they gave up on the game plan. So I, I think that's a, a strong play, but I definitely like McKinnon, especially if Mostert's out. If Mostert's in, it does take away from it, obviously, because now who knows? And they've still got Jeff Wilson in the backfield as well. Yeah. Um, McKinnon's the guy if Mostert's out. Um, since uh, it's, it's his backfield. Um, basically 97 yards and a touchdown against the Eagles is really all I need to see. The amount of snaps this guy's playing is ridiculous in the last couple of weeks. Um, Jeff Wilson is not a, not a factor whatsoever. Um, you know, yeah, maybe there's a chance he might steal a goal line, which would suck. But other than that, I yeah. mean, you just, you're just betting on this usage and this guy's explosive. So I, I love him um, too. Um, let's see if there's any other plays. I mean, Antonio Gibson, people are, I mean, yeah. it's, people are going to talk about him. I don't really have a take yet. I mean, I think he's exciting. Um, you know, certainly had a good game last week, found the end zone, um, 13 rushing attempts, like is, 
you know, we should be able to, and he's getting work in the passing game for uh, four catches for 82 yards last week uh, in, a, in a really tough matchup against Baltimore. Right. And now has uh, a quarterback in uh, Kyle Allen, right. That's who it yeah. is. Um, yep. who, who's so used to just checking down to McCaffrey. This is the explosive pass catching running back in their offense. Although they do have McKissick who's getting a ton of snaps. Um, so, but you would think it would just keep going up in uh, Antonio Gibson's favor. So um, I, I like, I like the idea of it. I, I haven't really come to an opinion on it though. Um, have you guys thought much about him? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one guy that I had queued up. Uh, we have him only at like one and a half percent on RG. Um, the only issue there is uh, J.D. McKissick is still seeing a huge role uh, with the pass catching in this offense. Um, I think they've been using uh, both of these guys, though. Uh, I'll have to look at that a little bit more. But um, with Jalen Ramsey, probably Dean up Terry McLaurin quite a bit. And then like what you said, Kyle Allen, we know he's a check down master. I think this sets up really well and is kind of a sneakier like this game is not over 50, right? But this is kind of a sneakier um, game for me because I, I just, I think like I know where the ball's going. Um, and I know Tambo brought up uh, Chris Hernan before. He gets a new quarterback, right? Um, and another tight end that we've also kind of just missed on is Logan Thomas, but he gets a new uh, quarterback. We know these guys are going to be out there. Um, and actually Herndon's been running routes. Uh, yeah. Logan Thomas's routes are still going to be there. He just hasn't been getting He sucks. Balls. That's the problem is he's not good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like terrible. you throw in a different quarterback though. You never know what that situation is going to look like. So I don't, I don't mind taking a shot on some of these guys in tournament formats. Um, especially when you have uh, a stud cornerback shutting down a Terry McLaurin who has been such a high, uh, you know, target share for this offense, the ball's got to go somewhere else. So I don't mind taking shots with, with the Antonio Gibson and Logan Thomas. Yeah. My, my thoughts just real quick on that, because Kirkwood saw a little bit of the thunder, the, the CMC check down situation was all day for me. And I think it actually does help Terry McLaurin. I know the, the matchup's terrible, but at the same time, there's sort of some speculation out there on whether or not Ramsey is going to actually shadow. So we'll have to wait and see what that looks like. But I think Terry McLaurin's shown himself to be quite good. These last couple of games, he's getting a lot of targets, you know, from, Haskins and now I know they're switching it but doesn't Kyle Allen just throw the ball to the best guys and to me it's going to be Gibson and McLaurin so I like both of those I think Logan Thomas is not good I know we're not at tight end but you you nailed another point uh Brett about my my thoughts on Herndon is uh, Joe Flacco being a Ravens fan absolutely loves the tight end and I believe he's going to go there more so that's where that came from on top of the fact that it's the Cardinals matchup I just haven't heard a lot of people talk about that stuff yet and I think that's a good spot where he's going to come back and just do well in that situation. So uh, good points there. What, what was your thoughts there, Kirkwood? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> um, uh, I was just, I was thinking about uh, James Connor, to be honest with you. Um, and I wasn't sure whether, uh, whether, you know, he, I'm just trying to find that play who has like blow up upside. Like, like you said, like it's like the Aaron Jones or whatever. And I think James Connor would fit the mold typically, but I don't really want to uh, attack that Philly run defense. I mean, I think the guys with the two highest ceilings is Zeke and Edwards Alaire. I mean, just yeah, with these, how those are massive chalk. So I'm trying to like, sure. I'm trying to like find like somebody that can like break a slate and like, and then nobody's what, on. What was your thoughts on um, Gurley? 
because I know uh, we've been targeting against Carolina, and that's another game where everyone's in on the passing. But I'm, I'm going to have them because I'm just stacking up that game a bunch of different ways, but not just because the two touchdowns last week, but on the season, he's got he's averaging a touchdown a game, 2-1-0-1, getting a few targets here and there and getting the carries. So, well, you, again, do you, do you think he can bust something out? I don't know about that ceiling you're talking about, but I think he could easily have, you know, 20-25, maybe not ma- the 40 mixing, but. Massive touchdown equity. Right, because yeah. you know they they like doing that. So I think that's in his favor. The thing I hate is that he's getting no passing game targets. It's right. like he got five in that first week, and then like one yeah. zero and two. It's like it's any any he look. He's looking older and older each game. You know, and it's like he yeah. you just just makes sense. Um, but he's cheap, and like I you I could definitely see a spot where he gets like two or three touchdowns against kind of like him for FanDuel because of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's going to pound in three touchdowns with, you know, 60 yards and and one catch for 10 or something, but it's kind of sad too. When you look back because last week with, you know, Julio injured and Ridley, I don't know if he's playing injured or what, man, this guy couldn't get even a point on the board, but uh, you know, even then Gurley still only got one target for one reception for six yards. So it's like, they're not really looking for him regardless of game flow or anything and injury and all. So I like him maybe more for FanDuel, but I just know that we've been targeting that Carolina matchup no, I, yeah. and the opposite side of the Mike Davis chalk. So I kind of think that's an interesting spot as well. I think there's massive touchdown equity there. And so like, if things break right, he could have a big, big day. I hate, I hate, it's just, I hate, I don't know. I, I just hate, like I said, the lack of passing game. Um, so yeah, I'll probably have a little of them, but, uh, not, not loving them. Um, let's see. Look at quarterback. Yeah. Let's sorry. Let's go taking too much time. Um, all right. Quarterback, uh, Dak is going to be very popular on, you know, just because obviously we're what the numbers, I mean, he's, he's, was he on pace to break like every passing record in the era? Like over 6,000 yards, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I mean, man, 43 fantasy points, 33, 42 fantasy points uh, is a threat to, uh, you know, steal Zeke's touchdown thunder too with his legs. So we always want guys who can uh, run them in um, and that uh, makes a lot of sense. However, the giants are slow playing. Um, and uh, like we, we said, this could be a Zeke week. So this could be a week where everybody's, you know, rushing to get on Dak and Amari, who's going to be shadowed by Bradbury. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a week for us to just back off and uh, play Zeke and uh, find some uh, some better uh, that we think a little bit lower owned options that, you know, maybe have just as much upside. Uh, Deshaun Watson is interesting. He's going to be chalky. Um, 6,900 against Jacksonville. You know, it's just interesting to see what they do after the, the, the firing, you know. Uh, I mean, Will Fuller, it's an easy connection between him and Will Fuller. Um, you know, obviously we could go back to Brandon cooks with him. Um, or, you know, we, I mean, we're allowed to do that. I don't know if we want to do that, but we're allowed to, um, Teddy Bridgewater is getting some love. I've so around because it's the matchup with Atlanta, but mainly it's because it's, he's so stackable, right? Like it's, it, he had a good game last week, 27 fantasy points against Arizona. He just, there's like condensed target tree is, is, is you want to the Seattle Condensed targetry. Well, you got it with Carolina with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. We haven't had the DJ Moore eruption game. We all think it's coming. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get the wide receiver. But Did you guys uh, see that scramble, by the way, with Teddy Bridgewater? I didn't know he had that in him. Yeah, like, that, that athleticism. Nice. Um, that yeah. surprised me big time. And that was versus Kyler. So I don't like 
that's after I saw that, that made me m- way more interested in him for sure. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, uh, after a, a you know bad game by his standards, twenty fantasy points against a really tough defense in New England, a really shaky week with uh, the COVID stuff and all of that, and uh, changing the time of the game. Um, but like, it's the Pats defense is still really good. Belichick is still really good. Um, it makes sense, but now you get a bounce back spot with the highest team total I think I've ever seen. I've said, and uh, against the the Raiders, so like I I really like Patrick Mahomes, um, and I know and I know you guys like uh, Alaire, and but like if the, the more chalkier Alaire is, like the more I want to just be with like Patrick Mahomes and like Tyreek or Patrick Mahomes, even Sammy Watkins or Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey for sure. Uh, Daniel Jones, let's get to it. Let's let's start. So. I mean, this is against the Giants, right? Like this is the, like so. A he he's cheap, right? We need that. He's so easy to pair with, like in a game with a monster total with Slayton, who's like a clear number one wide receiver. Tate, you could could sprinkle in some too. Well, Evan Ingram is gonna have a big game if they would just utilize this dude properly, in my opinion. But like this is a Swiss cheese defense of the Cowboys, who's missing so many people. Um, they're uh they've just they've just been getting torched and so um also he adds a little rushing upside right to the table he does run he likes to run he has rushed for touchdowns he's uh he's got 21 uh at least 21 yards in every game on the ground ground average 34 yards per game and now's you know in this great matchup so daniel jones i know he's like it's like chalk daniel jones so it's like or semi chalk daniel jones so that's kind of gross, right? But like, if there was ever a time to play Daniel Jones, it's this week. Yeah, and I think I think the big thing though is his running has gone up since you know they lost their boys. So, um, I mean, his last two performances, forty-five yards, forty-nine yards. He's scrambling more. Uh, just hasn't had a touchdown in three weeks, right? So, it's kind of tough. I mean. Yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly where I am because when I did see his ownership, um, to me, I think it's just easier to go with Teddy Bridgewater here. Um, but Daniel Jones, man, he, he won you some GPPs last year. In fact, I think he had four over 30 points last year. It's just this is a totally different offense, you know. <laughs> um, so I just, I don't know, man. Like, well, like they have, some, potential, they have, they have potential, okay. right? They got Ingram. They've got Slayton, who he has a connection mm-hmm. with. They got Golden Tate. Love Slayton. Yeah. Their running game sucks, which is good in my eyes. Because like they should pass it against this team that can't stop anybody. They can't stop Jarvis Landry from passing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I hope Jason Garrett, like, because it's the revenge game, I hope he does something like good for this game and like starts starts unleashing the passing game. Are you guys thinking like uh, skinny stacks with uh, Jones and hope he gets one with his legs or are you comfortable with double stacking? Tambo? I mean, Slayton is so obvious. Yeah. Tambo, would you double stack him or do you think you only stack him with one guy? I'm going to double stack him still. I think you could, I'm going to have a mix of both to be honest, because my, my quarterback pool is not actually that large this week. I know we're down to 10 games, but it just feels like, you know, some of the options that we lost were guys that were normally on and a guy like, you know, Josh Allen, right. That would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the thing about it is, is the only problem I really have with it, I love Jones this week. Everything Kirkwood just said sort of, you know, chimed in on, I'm with you. I know he hasn't had it yet, but the upside is there. It's that 
okay, Slayton right now projected for 22% ownership. And I loved him, but all of a sudden he's popping up at 22. You look at tight end, 18% projected ownership on Ingram. So in my double stacks, what I will do is I will likely separate Slayton and Ingram. Because I think if people are going, like the, the most obvious stack in the world, even though the ownership doesn't fully reflect it just yet, with only showing around 10% on Jones, but I see Jones, Slayton, Ingram, you Zeke, boom, there you go. You got the nuts, right? That's just never works. So I'll probably separate it. I actually do like your call there. I think it's um, Tate, right, is the, is the other play there. He'll, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be the guy who doesn't get the ownership. And he, yeah, he'll he'll be he had a, I remember he had a monster game against the Cowboy. I know it means nothing. BVP, how, how is he not suspended, by the way, for what he did after the game? Like, how is that not fight? Yeah. 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 Like, he, I like it. Cause he's multiple. Cause I like that. That's I like, seeing, I like right? seeing some fire. I like that. No, it's something to do with his sister, right? Ramsey yeah. dated her, well, didn't treat her right or whatever. So I think that they took, cause it was so much mutual, personal, everything. There's so much other shit going on. I think they just said, you know what? Let this one slide. Even though he punched him in the face. Yeah. I was like expecting for sure a one gamer right there, but yeah, not hearing anything. Um, not even a fine. So Weird. There's a little narrative for you. Maybe he goes off the week. Another narrative, Jason Garrett calling the plays uh, with, with yeah. the Giants going back to Dallas. Um, I mean, I don't know. Garrett, Garrett has not looked good with this offense. They just have no identity, but you're right. Nice soft landing spot, a game where they should be passing a ton. Uh, they haven't gotten off with, with the run game here. So, I mean, I'm going to have stacks for sure. So Yeah, and you could also put Tate with Slayton. Because I think people are always doing the old one or the other. They're 4.8 and 4.6. So people are looking at it like, oh, can't play Slayton because he's super chalk. I'm going to move to Tate and I'm sharp. Play them both. The other way to get different is to play them both together where most people are making the 1v1 and deciding on which one they're going with. And then leave Ingram chalk off. So I'll have a mixture of all that, but that is the way I like to play it. I think if in order for them to get there and have, you know, this massive ceiling, I think he does have to involve a little bit more. If he ends up running three, that's why I'll have some of those, but you know, we're him with one guy, but I, I just don't see that right against Dallas. I see more of a passing game. So that's why I'm going that route. Yep. Um, man, we can't play Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, can we? No. Okay. I don't think so. I don't. All like right, it. That's, that's all I need to hear. Um, <laughs> Who's gonna Who's gonna tout Matt Ryan? Which one of you two? Okay, I don't think it. it's terrible at home um, in a spot where I feel comfortable where he's throwing the ball. I mean, it's he's he's not gonna get you anything with the legs, but I mean, I think you can almost pencil in 300 yards at home uh, versus this Carolina team. Um, just because I'm not I'm not big on Gurley uh, putting up uh, high yardage. Sure, he's a red zone guy, could take away touchdowns, but I think most of his offense is still going to go through uh, the way of the air. So I don't hate it. Uh, 6,100. We're starting to see a pretty big price gap now between uh, the running quarterbacks and the throwing quarterbacks. Um, so I'm going to start using these throwing quarterbacks a little bit more often. Um, tougher to get correlation with the running quarterbacks, right? Because like the Lamar Jacksons, you can't really double stack that uh, stack him because he's going for like, you know, 200 yards passing. You're hoping he gets it most with the legs. Uh, Deshaun Watson is at 6,900, so that's the closest that you see. Um, and I'll have plenty of stacks there. But yeah, I mean, Ryan, I feel very comfortable uh, with a bounce back, uh, bounce back spot at home versus Carolina. You, you yeah, know, what's the other side too of the Bridgewater? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, like, if you're play, everyone's talking about Bridgewater, me included, I love it. But if you're gonna do that, and like I said, I'm just all over this game, and it's a $200 discrepancy, so I'm just gonna flip sides with them in some. But 
I just, you know, anytime we have that, now they're both showing pretty similar ownership, to be honest. So it's not going to be a huge difference, but I do think, you know, if you're going to build some of these lineups with just Mike Davis, you know, for Carolina side and run with Matt Ryan, we're going to talk about the Carolina tight end later, Ian Thomas, I'm going to bring him up. So there's a, a few ways you can do it here. And that's just like I said, a game that I'm all over. They both have a really high total and it's on both sides. And it's a game where both teams are kind of terrible. And normally people think those games aren't going to be good. This one, Vegas tells us it will be based on the total. Doesn't mean it's always going to come true, but I am going to have both sides. And there's a lot of stackable options of guys you can go back to with a guy like Matt Ryan. So I'm going to be in on that for sure. Uh, I was just going to say with like the, the, the double stack, like what you were alluding to or talking about, Brett, um, sure. like rushing quarterbacks, like I, like, great. I, I'm totally fine playing them with just one, you know, mm-hmm. option. And, you know, so like they both can easily get there and then just like correlating the rest of my lineup. Right. Like, like I, like having like two different wide receivers from the same game without their quarterbacks, in in that same lineup so like when like if more people are starting to like double stack and triple stack and it sometimes it's just like it just makes sense right like it just leads you there because of like the cheap the the pricing on players and like the the options like carolina would be that option this week but like when i i i'm fine with like going back to like the old plain vanilla single stacks you know when everybody else is going in on the on, on the double and, and triple stacks. Um, and, and, and what better way to do that is with a guy who has rushing upside. For sure. Um, is, is what my thought was. Um, any interest you guys with like, I mean, who, I mean, I, I love Lamar. I, I mean, it's, I, Cincinnati's defense is ranks like to be middle of the road, like DVOA, but they haven't faced anybody. Um, and Lamar should just light it up. And then you've got, you know, Marquise Brown, obviously. And then you've got your, your, your boy, uh, Edwards, um, Andrews, sorry, sorry. Um, Mark Andrews, who's been a little bit hobbled up. They're both, this whole team is supposedly questionable, but I think it's just like the Belichick thing. They're all, they're all going to be fine. Um, you know, Andrews had a big game last week, but, uh, on limited, uh, targets and receptions, but, you know, found the end zone twice, but like, uh, we'll get in, get into wide receiver play, but like you have to like Marquise. I mean, Marquise Brown is going to explode soon. Um, he's just like, he's could have exploded. He just had some like, just like drops or like misses from like inches, you know, they just haven't connected properly, but like Cincinnati can't, can't hang with them from a speed matchup. And uh, so I, I mean, and, and Lamar is going to go off soon. Um, so you just hope since he can score and put up some points with him. And I think they can. Um, yeah. Something that like, I mean, in narratives here, like Lamar Jackson's missed uh, Marquise Brown on a few big throws and you can tell it's painting Lamar, like when he misses those big shots. So I think this is a great spot on uh, Marquise Brown. I think because of his price point on DraftKings, he's going to be very low on. I think he's one of the best tournament plays um, for that reason alone. Um, a soft spot for them to get a little bit of connection here. Um, dominated, uh, dominating this team in uh, air yards, uh, even target share. So um, yeah. And a spot where Mark Andrews, man, like, I don't know why they're doing so much uh, two tight end sets. Now it's like Nick Boyle is like getting a lot of these red zone routes uh, scored a touchdown. So I'm going to shy away from Andrews. I know he's going to be lower owned, but I'd rather go to like a lower owned Waller. Um, than a lower owned uh, Andrews this week. 
Yeah. No, I, like I always talk about this. I'm not really high on Lamar ever. The only thing about this week, I will say one thing, and I'm still going to be underweight, but I like what we just talked about. You got the Russian quarterback. We've been waiting for an explosion. You can put him with Marquise Brown, run it back with Boyd and just cut it off right there and, and just shut it down. Or you could even have Lamar and Boyd in the same lineup and, and just leave it at that and let Lamar do his thing. And the only reason I'll even have any is because the shorter slate. And if Lamar just blows up and finally has this 37 or 40 point game and, and Dak and Mahomes don't, then that could be a huge difference maker for you in these large field GPPs. But again, I just, he doesn't do, or he hasn't been doing enough. I know it's, you know, Cincinnati and he finally gets a good setup here, but I don't know, man. Like, like I said, there's just so many other guys. You mentioned Mahomes, love it. You know, Dak's crushing it right now. Deshaun, new coach, let him, let him cook a little bit, you know, move around there. And then what about, I don't know if your next thought was going here, Kirkwood, but Kyle Allen at 4,100 bucks. Yeah, he's like so cheap you don't even see him. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna play. Him. Uh, I'm gonna play him. Yeah, why not? I mean, you got you you've got you've got you know scary Terry. You've got uh, Gibson. Like he's got weapons. Um, it's a tough matchup defense, but like he's 4100. Um, you know, has the momentum to come in and like he's gonna you know try to try to open things up. So they're they're trying to do something and. So yeah, I can get by. Of course, for like GPPs, you gotta play yeah. some at forty. They're they're very fun lineups to build, man. You could get him going. Yeah, back to uh, Brett earlier. You were talking about Logan Thomas. Like I said, I think he sucks, but yeah. get like a Kyle Allen Gibson Thomas lineup and just let those checkdowns work. And I, I'm interested when we get to wide receiver because you said you got the LA side handled or you feel good about it. So I want to know who that is because these are stacks that I like and you know take down Carr, something big. Yeah. I like right. Carr. You you get that, and you can fit those in. So yeah, I don't know. We'll I see. Mean, I mean, I don't like Carr, but he's fifty three hundred, and like, if the green breaks the way it should, and like we we touted Jacobs and his running back, like, and the way to beat them is through the run. But like, if they if you know, stranger things can happen than Derek Carr all of a sudden putting up points in the passing game on the Chiefs. I mean, I don't think Kansas City should be favored by thirteen in this spot. I mean, I like the Oakland side for sure. Um, you know, and this Raiders offense getting rugs back, I think alleviates so much pressure in a lot of different areas. Like, uh, I don't think you can stack the box because they want to run the ball. Um, and then Waller shouldn't be as highly targeted in double teams. So I don't know. I, I, I like this spot a lot for Oakland in general. Um, don't know how much car I will have, but uh, yeah, that's, that's one, like one thing that I've written down for sure is just to get, get a decent amount of exposure to a lot uh, to Vegas uh, for tournaments. And I, I got to have some Kyler. I, I say it every week, but like, I, it's just, it's disgusting after his, I mean, he still put up 24 fantasy points, but it was a disappointing performance last week, especially for DeAndre Hopkins. But like, I, I'm going to like DeAndre Hopkins this week. I mean, the Jets have the worst secondary from a talent perspective um, in the league. And so, I'm going to have some, you know, some, some Kyler and some DeAndre Hopkins. Um, that's it though. I have no other QBs. I really won't even discuss. I think we've nailed them all. So let's, uh, I mean, I guess, unless you guys want to throw like Jared Goff or Fitzy or something. Anyway. No, I'm good. I, we've, we've touched all the ones that I've got queued up. Um, all right. Um, wide receiver position, the chalk. So DJ Moore is going to be chalky. Um, at 6K, Robbie Anderson's going to be chalky at 5,900. That's because of the game and the defense that they're they're opposed to. Uh, they're playing Atlanta. It's just terrible. And this is the condensed target tree that I talked about. So 
Let's talk about him. So, okay, um, DJ Moore crushed me last week. Had him everywhere. Um, but you got to go back to him again. And that, that feels bad because he's chalky. But, like, he's going to erupt soon. Um, he just literally has to. He, he's So all of his stats are still there. Ranks 11th in total air yards. forty About 44% of his team's total air yards. 15th in yards per reception. Like, he's like – I went through, like, every little statistic with him. Average of uh, 16 in, in, uh, in yards per reception. And ranks 12th in total targets. So he's like, he's like top 12, like top 12 to 15, like every possible category you could possibly have. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give him one more chance against the Falcons. Cause if you can't do anything against the Falcons and you can't like, I'm just done. I, I just can't take the pain anymore. Um, but the, the Falcons rank 31st in DVOA against the pass. Um, it's tough though. Cause there's, you got to play this. You got to, you got to think about how you want to make these lineups and you, how to, how to get a little unique with them because the, these guys are all chalky and they all take away from each other. Uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Now Robbie Anderson's for real, right? Like now we know this guy's a deep threat. That was the thing. He's always deep threat, but he's actually seeing short targets, mm-hmm. more short targets than DJ Moore and stuff. So he's like, totally he's a he's he's a big deal on this this team and then you got mike davis um but uh do you guys a do you have a lean one or the other if you have or do you like just playing pairing them both or do you like just playing you know your percentages of both for me i'm leaning 100 to dj Moore. um just looking at ownership it's like two to one uh currently at rg uh favoring robbie anderson and i'm right there with you uh with dj Moore. He is running uh, longer routes, and so I think that's, you know, he's he just hasn't been catching out as many balls. Uh, but, yeah, I lean there. Tambo? Yeah, it just feels like the Will Fuller thing, right? Last year, remember, we just kept – like the flop leg. You just keep chasing him, and then eventually he's going to have that 45 or 54. What was it, like 54 points that Will Fuller got last year? Yeah, it was, it was something it was like, insane, or maybe it was that. Oh, it was huge ownership, huge number that he put up, and it was like – if you play a guy every game. week, of course it's going to happen. But to Kirkwood's point, this is the matchup, right? So, uh, and as you said, Brett, right now that ownership is enticing. So, I'm probably leaning that way. Not, I do like. I'm ahead. not buying that ownership. Uh, I think it's I, a lot I, more. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's going to, and, and I think they're both going to be very similar in ownership too. Closer, close. I think more is going to be heavily more. Fa- I think more is going to get more ownership, but they're both going to be extremely chalky. That's the way I think it's going to going to gonna be makes sense to me um uh all right let's talk about the next guy or a couple of next guys so let's talk about same game like are you guys like on the omari cooper because he's a freaking stud and he's the numbers he's putting up um or are you you scared with the bradbury uh you know treatment and uh maybe it's uh cd lamb's week um because they do get uh hit in the slot pretty well uh the giants do so um, you guys have an opinion there, I'll ask. And then um, Darius Slayton, we already touched on that, but like I, I, ha- I just got to give my spiel with him. I, I love him. I don't, I mean, it's first of all, it's the matchup, it's the game, uh, game environment for him. But like he is a clear number one. He looks awesome. This uh, Cowboys D just lost everyone. Does they're awful to begin with, but they lost uh, Chidobia Wuze. Um, they only have Trayvon Diggs, Daryl Worley. Um, who've been absolutely murdered um, in over the last two games for three touchdowns. Um, and, you know, Slayton is the clear number one wide receiver. 
Um, I, I do think Tate could, could break off. We did pop on that, but like he's 4,800. So it's like, you just like, I can easily envision him like going off. Like if like uh, Jones plays a decent game and, and, you know, and uh, they're in catch up mode, you could easily see him putting up like 20 to 30 fantasy points. And for 4,800, you're going to need that. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, I can get there, but Cooper, I'm not sure about. So what are you guys thinking with those, that little, in this same game. Yeah, when you're talking Slayton, um, gridiron IQ, like if you just look at just the wide receivers, like he dominates like everything. Air yards, the high value opportunities are crazy. He's got four inside that uh, 10 yard line, four uh, from the goal line to the five and then three end zone targets. I mean, Golden Tate's only got one inside the 10. So just to, you know, for comparison's sakes. Yeah, I, I mean, there should be a bigger gap than uh, $200, and you're going to pay for it in ownership percentage, right? So I get it. Um, it's, it's a tough fade. Um, I'll be having them in cash. I don't exactly know where I'll be in tournaments. But for Dallas side, I, I'm really trying to um, sell all the, uh, the, the, the passing, uh, more or less. Um, so definitely lower on Amari Cooper. I think the one guy um, that I will have is Lamb uh, quite a bit in the slot versus the Giants. Um, outside of that, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't see myself uh, getting too much uh, Dak Prescott ex- exposure this week, especially in comparison to the field. Um, Tambo, where are you at with that game? Yeah, it could be wrong, but I feel like it's right. So I'm rolling with it. But I'm really big on Zeke. We already talked about him earlier, so I'm going to be under on Cooper. And just doubling down on earlier and just kind of thinking of looking into it a little bit more on the Slayton stuff, I think it might actually be key to just use Slayton. And he's a guy I love, and all the reasons you just mentioned, a couple others, he's averaging like seven and a half targets a game. Uh, He's got six red zone targets. I mean, he's getting the the usage. You talked about the grid iron IQ stats. Everything that goes with him at 4,800 is just ridiculous. The injury status, too too cheap. Yeah, it's just it's good. And right now, 21% is probably too low for what he should be. And maybe it goes up more. I'm just saying, let's just see what happens here as the week goes on. But I do like that. I think if anything, I'm going to play some of Tate. I'll probably separate Tate and Ingram and mix and mix them up because it's going to be one of them across the middle that can just rack up PPR points and maybe snake one of the touchdowns or something there. But Slayton is just too cheap at 4,800. So I, I definitely like that. That leads back to Daniel Jones talking about stacks and then just – using it with, with Zeke. Like I said, I just, I think, I don't think it's as good when you've got Slayton, Ingram, Jones, and Zeke. I just think that's too common of a stack. So maybe look for other ways to get different. Like if you didn't use Ingram, you could use Schultz, who we'll go to later. You just mentioned Lamb, Brett. I'm with you on that. This guy's getting all kinds of usage, rushing attempts. I know it's only like one a game, but he's still getting a chance and he's electric with the ball mm-hmm. in his hands. So I, I think there's other ways to use. They have Gallup. They, they have a lot of guys that they can use and Amari last week was incredible, and, and he's getting a lot of usage in 7,400. Might be too cheap, probably is, but it's also Amari. I mean, we can bust in a heartbeat, and at what's looking like it's trending towards 25-plus ownership, that is a little bit scary because very common spot that we see bust in NFL DFS is the high-priced, high-owned wide receiver. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, some other guys on the higher end. So I, I love DeAndre Hopkins, so – that's somebody that uh, I think we should touch on. Um, also, uh, Tyreek Hill, right? Like with this monster team total, 6,900, um, certainly has upside there. Calvin Ridley, like this guy, weird, really strange game last week, right? With him 
um, coming back from injury and not even getting a, a reception on just five targets. Um, however, this dude produces, he's a great route runner, like is absolutely electric. Julio Jones should be out. Russell Gage will be back. Um, and uh, I mean, he's a number one wide receiver in a, in a game with a monster total that we're expecting a ton of fantasy production. So it's, uh, I mean, Ridley looks pretty damn good to me. And he looks a little bit over, a little bit expensive that like he won't get uh, too much. He's going to get ownership, but not too much ownership, you know? But like, if this was like, I, he's better, like to me, he's better than Julio Jones was. So like he's, I would have paid 7,500 for Julio Jones a couple of years ago. No problem. Easily. So like, I, I have to be there with him. Um, and uh, Will Fuller, I like a lot. So Hopkins, Fuller, Ridley, and Tyreek, uh, your guys' thoughts. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think Ridley is going to be the highest owned out of the elite wide receivers, especially once the Julio news comes down. I think a lot of people just are going to pivot towards Ridley. Um, so I think that Amari Cooper ownership will go down a little bit for that. Uh, but I, I'm kind of there with you with DeAndre Hopkins being just way too low owned. Uh, if those two guys are going to get massive ownership, um, I'd go right back to DeAndre Hopkins for probably somewhere around a third of the ownership that you're going to see out of these two. Um, but yeah, that's just looking at the top three. That's kind of how I'm breaking that down. Um, if I have to choose between Ridley and Cooper, I'm going Ridley all day there. I just like that game. Uh, in general to shoot out more, uh, a lot more passing. I don't trust uh, the running backs to carry the ball uh, as efficiently as through the air. So um, yeah, that's kind of just what I'm seeing with the top three. Uh, Tambo, how do you break down the, the top yeah, three? The, the Hopkins call is great. I mean, look at the ownership. It just doesn't make any sense. His price is only 7,900. It's a good matchup. His floor and ceiling are probably the highest or very close to between all of them. I would say his floor is definitely the highest and his ceiling is, you can argue it, but I think it's there, uh, you know, with Amari being that owned and like, even if it does come down some, again, people are just, it's like the DJ Moore on steroids with a guy like Ridley. Everyone's just ignoring it. They don't care that he had zero points last game and burn them. People move on quick, easy spot when the Ridley new or sorry, when the Julio news comes down, it's going to be all Ridley and it just goes from there, but that game environment. So I'll definitely have some of them, you know, We've probably been doing this longer than most. We're just ignoring that. You even just mentioned Will Fuller, Kirkwood. This guy just burned you last week for, you know, tens of thousands and he's automatic. No, right? he, was, you know, he was good for me. It wasn't, I mean, A, it was the no, no, uh, no. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but the it came officials back. officials burned me. Yes, <laughs> true. But I'm saying like some people would naturally be like, oh, if that had went this way, I'd be more like it just, that's old school now. We don't see that anymore. It's who are the plays, play them. Uh, I think those are all good plays. The, the one I want to hear more on, someone needs to sell me on this is besides the price of 6,900, but Tyreek Hill can break a slate in a heartbeat. It's a great matchup, but I just don't know what to do there with other guys, right? There's Kelsey, there's Watkins, there's Hardman, there's Robinson, CEH, there's everybody. So what are we doing with Tyreek Hill, Kirkwood? We're playing him. That's what we're freaking doing. Um, let me uh, let me pull some stuff up on him. So, I mean, there's no one that can break a slate like Ty. I mean, there's I mean, yeah, Hardman could, but like he can't break a sl Hardman can get like like that one long one, whatever. But like Tyree can is going to get peppered with targets and is just explosive and can absolutely break a game open, and yeah. that's the upside we're chasing. And he's still in that price range where he's fine. Um, 
in the let me see here. So the Raiders allowing pretty high uh, yards per reception to uh, receivers. They've the Marcus Joyner in the slot where Hill plays. So that's 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 a plus for him. And I mean, this is Tyreek. This is a game with the highest total on the on the slate and like Alaire is going to be extremely chalky he's going to his ownership I mean this is the highest team total that I've, I've ever seen and if there's like I want to play Patrick Mahomes because this is a team like I said that has 11 passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown this is a offense that loves to pass that's designed to pass and who is his main pass weapon? It's Tyreek Hill. It's like, that's his number one. Now, can he bust? Absolutely. But that's why you, you, you nail him in GPPs, right? Because you, you want that 30-plus point upside. So I think you have to have some Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and if you're kind of like me, if you think this game's going to be close, I mean, if you get that four quarters of usage out of, out of him, man, like you got to love this spot. He's, he's underpriced at 6,900. Um, he's at a touchdown weirdly in every single game. Uh, we haven't seen a massive game out of them yet, but um, I mean, both these wide receivers, Sammy Watkins at 4,500, that's a joke. That's, that's so cheap, like perfect in a, uh, if you want to stack this to like, you want to grab, you know, Sammy Tyreek. Uh, I think both are in player uh, in play. Um, yeah. I'm going to have many different ways of stacking this game up. I uh, even like Tyreek Hills upside alone in non-stacked formats. Um, Sammy Watkins, I think, has such a high floor with the target share there that, I mean, I, I, like, I like Kansas City a lot. Um, in this still, and he's still produced, like, 21 fantasy points against Baltimore and 16 against New England. Like, he's yeah. still, like, and those are two insanely touch, tough matchups, right? And now he gets the Raiders. So it's like, it's just, I have to play him. There's no Actually, way I'm not I'm playing quarterback. Yeah. I'm with you. I just was going to note one more thing though. You know, talked about ways to stack the game. Just one interesting note. We did some of the research on this on one of the showdown shows. I think it was against, yeah, it was against Baltimore. Cause it was for for showdown for an Island game, but um, him and Kelsey, like literally never go off together. It's like 44 for Kelsey, totally six sense. for Hill. And just so, I mean, which is seems like a bit, but at the same time, you think, isn't that their two stars, but they literally have Tyree kill games and Kelsey games, so just and they're both they're up. both priced so high that like you it's even you can't even do them anyway. It's like together I have a negative point two four correlation uh, with Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. So and that's over yeah. sixteen games. So yep. Um, but yeah, but like people stack Brown and Andrews and no, and I mean you can actually do it. You're gonna you, be, you can do it. It's just you're like gonna be playing, really uh, something to make sure you don't do it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, your, it's your, your boy Zacchaeus. You're gonna be playing your boy Zacchaeus. Yeah. This gives you a good idea, too. Uh, Tyreek Hill has a .53 correlation with uh, Edwards Alaire. That's only, obviously, through three games. Sammy Watkins, he's played 14 games. He's got a .46 positive correlation. So, um, great. That's a great thing to bring up. Because when you do these double stacks, you need to find uh, out players that have those high ceiling games together. Um, That makes sense in certain scripts. So, uh, I like that a lot, Tambo. I like like a Hill and Watkins lineup, for example. That's what I'm saying. Versus yeah. that, and if you then you can switch it up, take out Hill, Definitely. use your Kelsey, and and switch it up that way. And then yeah, that's how I'm going to be attacking the spot like this. I mean, Walk Watkins' target volume is great. Yeah, like 4,500. He seems like a really bad price as far as you know, in a good way. Like, that's yeah. cheap. Yeah, I can get behind that. Um, 
Great the other play off of uh, Slayton too, a chalky Slayton. Yeah. Throw some more. Any other plays you got? Oh, DJ Chark um, came back, twenty nine fantasy points uh, in his first game back uh, from injury against the the Bengals. Um, didn't even get the the he got in the end zone twice. Didn't even get the hundred yard bonus. Only ninety five yards. Clear number one though. Um, now uh, in what should be a uh, a very good matchup for him uh, against Houston, who's just not a very good defense at all clearly. And uh, I mean, I do like, I mean, I, I like Robinson too in the running back game, but like Chark for 6,500, I feel like no one's going to be playing him. And like, this is a guy with monster upside. Yeah. And when I, when I play around with my game stacks, I really look at just total ownership in general. Um, this game, you can basically mix and match everybody and not really have to worry about ownership. Um, everybody's coming in very low owned. Uh, even uh, I got Will Fuller on RGs at 10%. Um, yeah. And like you brought up shark sharks, only 9.4%. Uh, I think he's a great play, uh, at that price, um, in a spot where this, this Houston Jacksonville, uh, game has a, has a good shot of being the highest scoring and it's a, you know, within a touchdown game could definitely shoot out. Um, yeah. So ownership, uh, just when looking at ownership, I love, I love stacking that game. And Cooks, man, we didn't bring up Cooks. Mm-hmm. But we mentioned him earlier, but like, what, what are we doing? But like, right now it's showing 7%. It's almost like the opposite effect of everything we just talked about or the Will Fuller situation last year or anything like that where people are just saying, nah, not for me. And then, you know, forget that it was just a couple of weeks ago playing against Baltimore when he, you know, almost had the 100-yard bonus on just five catches. Like, he can break it in one play, and it's $4,100 in the same matchup that we're talking about where you can run it back with Robinson, Chark, those guys get your Watson on, get your Fuller in the same stack if you want. There's so many options there in this game, and it's got such a high total that I think it's certainly a bounce back spot at 4,100, and I'll be happy to have shares. Yep, um, makes a pretty easy stack, um, but I, I love Fuller too. Um, all right, uh, I'm just trying to scan down the list here. If, I mean, I can't. We should probably talk about the 3K guys. Here. I can't. I can't go and I can't mention Ty Hilton again on this show. Uh, I'm I'm sorry if anyone's played him because of me. Um, And uh, those Rams guys, Brett, you 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 said you had it all. Do you got Cup or Woods or where you at in that spot, or or do you got Higby or Everett or where you at with the Rams side of things in that game? So yeah, I've kind of been just mixing and matching. That is my one uh, spot that I've kind of been just throwing in different uh, stacks. That is probably going to be pretty low owned. Um, Right now, I have more Cooper Cup uh, currently, but I mean. Both Cup and Woods, same price. Uh, there's not a defensive back that I worry about in Washington. In fact, there was a stat like that they've given up the the most uh, air yards with uh, uh, wide receivers being open. So um, out of any defensive backfield. So uh, I mean, I, I think I think you can mix and match. I probably won't ever get two LA, LA guys in one lineup just because I'm not big on stacking with golf, but um yeah in in the unique kyle allen stacks like i love bringing it back with uh i'm probably siding with cooper cup right now at this point yeah i think i'm with you there too and like uh last piece of advice i'll say is don't be scared to like play like clear number one wide receivers like Devontae parker and for 50 like any of these guys like that are 5900 like that range is always that pop-off range right like that's where you can like get massive upside 
on like these wide receiver ones that aren't going to be heavily owned because people like think that the matchup is bad or whatever, but these are guys that can produce. So like the guys that stand out to me in kind of that range are, I mean, Devonte Parker definitely stands out. And uh, I mean, a little bit higher is shark, like I just mentioned, but like any of these guys can go off for monster games, Terry McLaurin, Will Fuller, like th- those will all fit the bill. Um, all right. Did we talk enough about wide receiver? Do you want, we should go down to the, the, the crowd range. Talk about like the cheap guys. Like, I mean, I think Olamide Zacchaeus is going to be super highly chalk out of maybe he might be the chalkiest wide receiver on the slate uh, just because he's 3k. Um, once we get the Julio Jones news with him being out, I mean, this guy slides in and you got to love the routes, the target share and everything. But what do you do with a guy that's going to be, you know, 25, 30% owned, Tambo? You really think he's going to be that high owned? I think he's going to be super highly because he wouldn't have been that highly owned, I think, if Demir Bird was on the slate. But now you remove the 3K Demir Bird. Um, And I think he's going, I think he's going to be really chalked. 3K range is terrible this week. Also, it's going to be a good segue in a second when we get there. I know it doesn't show much ownership for him now, but everyone does want to play more expensive tight ends this week. So where are they going to pay down? And that's at wide receiver. The spot does make sense, but man, I can't, I don't think I can go there. I like Russell Gage. I like uh, uh, Ridley who we just talked about. And then they were even like rotating in Christian Blake and I'm not going there. I'm just saying it also, it's not like this lockdown thing because he got nine targets last week and six the week before that it's going to be him. I don't know. I, I see what you're saying, but maybe for like your cash games, like you said, or your high dollar single ender, I just don't see him busting it wide open and, and dropping, you know, 20 fantasy points or something where you absolutely must have them. So that, that's sort of my feel on that spot. Almost like a cheap version of what I always uh, talk about with Lamar. Lamar's going to have a great game every game, but is he going to bust the slate? Probably not. This guy could have a great $3,000 wide receiver game, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be necessary in your lineups. I'll try my damn hardest if I've got builds that are, you know, putting in the, the 3K. I don't even know how to pronounce his name, Zacchaeus or whatever, but uh, to get up to Russell Gage. Um, and, you yeah. know, and the Carolina is so bad in the slot. I think last week was an anomaly, you know. Um, I mean, they were – everybody was just injured. Like, I think with another week now with, like, with uh, – with Ridley back and nice, and with Gage back, both of these guys, like I, and I, I just expect like that will be the focus in this game plan. And he is going to be out there. His his snaps and routes run uh, are perfectly correlated with Julio Jones on and off field. So like he steps right in to where Julio Jones plays. Obviously, way different wide receiver, a lot smaller. Um, yeah, I think we're more likely to see the game before, though, where he got eight points. We played Chicago and got like four for si- you know, four receptions, 40 yards. Awesome. That, that's cool. Eight points. I'm just saying for 3K, that's solid in, in your cash games to make everything else work. I just, I think this slate was still with 10 games with all those plays. Even, you know, Kirk was mentioning guys in the 5K range that can blow up, that can score like 30. I, I think there's too many of those. And, you know, what was Mixon last week? 4.6K or 5.6? Like he was cheap there's there's going to be these guys in this mid-range that go off enough that if you if this guy does four for six for 40 yards again it's not going to matter it's cool for him at 3k but it's not cool for us um and i guess zach pascal is in play just because it's clear he's taking over but i'm i'm not giving up on t i'll, I'll have some ty hilton but i'm not going to tout him yeah i played a ton of zach pascal last week actually um especially around yahoo where he's the bare men but 
yeah, this week, again, just a really bad spot with that Indy, uh, Indianapolis at Cleveland game. I'll probably stay away from it. Um, all right. Uh, tight end. The top range is where we want to get. I mean, look. Okay, so, like, the key to me, like, last week, like, having a good good uh, MME slate was, like, not allowing tight end into my flex spot, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like anyone at tight end last week and, like, just – jacking up like making jacking up the the volatility on who I play um this week it's completely different like Darren Waller is is a wide receiver one for 5900 in a game with a monster total where they're probably going to be playing catch-up George Kittle is just freaking nuked the last game against Philly for 43 fantasy points now granted uh Tambo made some good points about potentially you know, being underweight or fading him to some degree because Garoppolo being back. But like, we're, we're lying to you. If you're saying, if, if, if we don't say that this guy can absolutely break a slate, he can, it's George Kittle. He's, he's, he's phenomenal. Travis Kelsey's in the same boat, you know, and, and uh, has had monster games uh, against, uh, against the, the Raiders. Um, He's uh, like in his, in his last four games, um, gone for 107 yards per game including a, a two deep two touchdown uh, game performance against the uh, the Raiders um, and you know has been was was quiet last week so potentially you know could just erupt again Evan Ingram is a guy I talked about that I liked um, 4600 I just think there's this guy's an athletic freak like he's huge he, he can run like just fucking pass it to him like you know what i mean like stop sending him out on these like 30 yard routes down downfield that that uh um jones is not gonna complete like and just just let this guy crush um he did get 10 he, targets last week i mean it's like yeah, they let him they, have better but targets so but... yes there were there was yes. better one like he could have had so many more um yeah. like literally like like they then they they just wasted so much clock and they just ran the ball ran the ball with these crappy running backs and and it's like there's so much opportunity there with this guy and so like i can see a monster game coming if they would just use him correctly um other than that like those those are like the four that i love mark andrews i like because like he's another number one number two wide receiver you know playing running lines up in the slot too um you know that you're putting in the tight end position like that's the theme then we've got some cheap we do have cheap plays like this is like you i know uh tambo mentioned this already you, you go back to chris herndon you know hope you know flacco loves to throw to the tight end hope that they don't just have this guy uh out there blocking all game and, and utilize him and he's 3200 and people are just sick you know to their stomach and don't want to play him eric ebron could you know have a good game there's like there's Logan Thomas, you guys touched on, could finally be a, a somewhat decent spot. Um, guess who's back in our lives? Gerald Everett, uh, who uh, potentially, who's uh, running a lot more routes on the field a lot last, last week, 2,500. Like, like, I actually kind of am excited about tight end this week because there's, like, so many good plays as opposed to last week where I just wanted to puke. Yeah. Yep, there's a lot of decision points for sure this week. Um I think I think I'm gonna side with talent. Uh, I really like Kittle over Kelsey uh, this week. I know uh, what Tambo said. I just feel like this guy's really coming into his own, and he's he's gonna dominate. 
um, any any matchup. So I'm right there with Kittle. I think ownership was a Waller man. I love this spot for Waller. Um, probably my favorite bring back out of the the Raiders um, guys uh, with my KC stacks will be Waller. Um, so he's I'll, he's gonna be heavily owned, man. I don't know you what think so? I don't know if you're looking at Jermino's update or, or or thing, but like, I promise you that thing's going up. It, okay. He's he's gonna be, it's gonna be the ownership is gonna be Kittle, Waller, Kelsey. Like those yeah. three are those three are gonna soak it up. Like people are That's not like they're not skipping out on Waller. Yeah, I think he might be any... he might be he might be the highest owned. I don't see the highest owned, but I think I think where he positions. Uh, you know, 500 more for Kelsey and Kittle. I think more people are going to jump up to that. But I can see him being top, I mean, top four for sure. Um, then I think as you go down, Evan, Evan Ingram uh, makes makes a lot of sense. I don't know how much Evan Ingram I will have outside of game stacks, though. Um, I do I do like taking shots with the the new quarterback situations with both Herndon and Logan Thomas. I know, Tambo, you're, you're not on the LT uh, talent level. Uh, I, I try not to get into too many talent takes myself, but I think, I think just a new quarterback could be exactly what he needs um, with like the, the dump downs and everything uh, that we're used to out of Kyle Allen. Um, but Herndon, man, like, I think this is an okay spot for Herndon. Um, and, you know, he is upticking. Like I think before we were worried once all the wide receivers went down, why is he blocking so much? his route running is going up. Um, Joe Flacco, new quarterback, new situation. I don't know. I, I don't mind taking shots here for sure in tournament aspects with, with the quarterback changes for both LT and Herman. So uh, Tampa, how do you, how do you break down yeah, the tight ends? The, the LT situation fits well into my Kyle Allen stacks. Cause like I said, they're just so cheap and you can play anybody like everybody in your lineups because you just fit anyone you want. And they're, you know, you have so much money to spend. So I don't, hate that aspect and maybe the new quarterback like i said the check down situation would be like him and gibson and you know scary terry's locked up by ramsey that's sort of the take i would build when i'm doing those lineups but you know the herndon on one i do like a bit more sort of the old match so arizona was always one we want to go up against dalton schultz same thing we used to want to go against the giants all the time i like that uh you know waller is just a great spot just to go back to kirkwood's point at the top i almost never play two tight ends in the same lineup this week I'll be playing two tight ends from the same game in the same lineup with Waller and Kelsey. And I'm not saying that's cute or anything. People will go there. Clearly the ownership tells a story, but it's actually a spot where these are like Kirkwood said, you know, Waller wide receiver one 5,900 bucks. It's crazy. You can use him. I know rugs is back and whatnot, but I think it's a good spot and they're, you know, they should be down. And like we said, we think the game stays a little bit more competitive. I think we all agreed on that, that maybe it's not going to be that kind of spread, but the total is likely real. So I, I think if Kansas City scoring those points, the only way to keep up is with a guy like that. And just lastly, you know, I'll triple down or double down, whatever you want to call it on this kill take. But like one 40-point game was last week with Mullins. In the, in the last two years, he's only had three 20-plus point DK point games, and Kelsey has seven. Like Kelsey is the talent, and for some reason he's going to come in lower owned than Kittle here. And he's got the other matchup that we used to target all the time when they were the Oakland Raiders. And I know it's things have changed, but I'm just saying this is a – a really good spot for Kelsey and I'll have way more Kelsey than Kittle this week. I'll, I'll go every way on that one. So uh, like I said, the Mullins thing was real. It, it was in 2018. It was last week. He's not there anymore. We got to see, and I still love McKinnon or Mostert or whoever wants to come in and play that game to run all over Miami. 
Yeah, and maybe maybe my love for Kittle should hinge maybe on Mostert's health too, right? If if they have a full gamut of running backs where they can slow this game up, maybe oh, I start sure. selling off that game, um, thinking that they run the ball way too much. And this this is attorney takes podcast. We got to have takes, like you know Kirkwood said earlier. Kittle can snap this slate up in two seconds. In the yards after catch, he's a beast. It's nothing to do with talent in this situation. He definitely does not suck. He's one of the best. In the league, uh, you know, I thought it was cool the other night seeing Robert, Bob Tanyan saying, you know, roommating up with Kittle yeah. and all the stuff that was going on there, and he did his work. I love seeing stuff like this. I love Kittle as a player. This is literally just a DFS take, and you got to take some stands. And we're, regardless of where the ownership shows up, I like Mahomes. I like that game. I like the team total. And I like especially if the CEH ownership keeps ticking up, sticking with this passing game and knowing what I'm doing with it, feeling very good about the Kelsey versus Tyreek thing. Like, just feel really good about this spot in this game. So I'm, I'm in on that. Yeah, I'm with you, man, um, with Kittle, because at least I want to be with you, because, like, this could be a sloppy game against Miami. Miami's defense played pretty well last week. Um, he's, you know, tight end variance is extremely high. We know that, right? Like, always, he's coming off a 43-point performance where everyone and their mother is going to want to play, in it, literally, and their mother – Shout out to Siege and, uh, um, at 43 uh, fantasy point performance last week. So um, it just makes sense to just go in different directions. So like you said, we're, we, we know he can be phenomenal. And in like cash games or like whatever, like no problem playing. Like, take, But like we got to like take a stance on like a, a spot where we think we want to like be underweight to try to get some leverage on the field. And this is, this is one that makes sense to me. So I, I, I like that call Tambo. Um, but you know, I'm already, I'm going to be all in with Evan Ingram. That's it. It's going to, I've, I've talked myself into it uh, at this show. Just the, the you know, I, I, I love it. Like I, I can always tell the plays that you're the most passionate about because you go into them like in detail. <laughs> and then there's usually like some anger involved, like, just throw him the damn ball. Let him eat. <laughs> this, was, this, was, this was levels of even higher. This was F-bomb energy yeah. that went behind oh, yeah. it. So, I mean, he's, he's in on Evan yeah. Ingram. We're good. Yeah. So, let's do it. So, let's, that's, let's, let's take, take it home with the stacks. Uh, so, that's what we're going to do it. I'm going to do my uh, start, up, start us here with the Daniel Jones. And it's not sneaky by any means. But with, uh, with uh, definitely Ingram, maybe Tate or Slayton. But, like, Tate from an ownership perspective, you know, may I kind of like that angry coming back after that fight, not suspended, you know, maybe has a little chip on his shoulder this week. Um, and uh, just against an atrocious defense. So, and then bring it back with Zeke. I know it's, that's, that's uh, plain, but um, I'll give one more, maybe uh, I mean, man, I'm so chalky this week. Cause I love Mahomes. Like I can't get over this, this game total. I can't get over the fact that like, uh, Edwards Alaire is going to be so chalky and like, like that stat that I keep going to, they have 11 passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. This is a team that likes to pass and pass for touchdowns. And this is Mahomes and Mahomes is 7,700. Like he's not like he should be higher. Um, and so, man, I, 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 and I'm going to, it's going to be Tyreek or Kelsey for me. And like, if I want to get, cute it'll be some sammy Watkins, but like i'm gonna go with tyreek uh that's gonna be my guy because i'm gonna have anger in every lineup so 
Who are you bring it back with? Uh, as a uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be Jacobs or Waller. It's so easy. Like maybe even mm-hmm. them both. Like this is a game that you can do them both. Like you know, like it's um, gamble on yeah. rugs exposure at all. I like some rugs too. We didn't talk enough about him earlier, but coming back, I think he's another guy you could just sneak into that. And again, where we said we believe this game could stay a little bit closer, right? Within we within what others may think. I think you can get a couple Oakland or Las Vegas guys, as you just mentioned, Kirk, or get in there, right? Talk and, about using a couple of them at the same lineup and mix and match. There's plenty of ways to go about it. And the best yep. part is like all these other rookies have kind of, you know, gotten off already and Ruggs hasn't. And so his price is at 4,700. Nobody's talking about him. Um, seems like a great spot. Like if, if they're going to be passing so much coming from behind. All right, Tambo, give us the Flacco stack. No, give us certainly not. <laughs> the Kyle Allen stacks there for sure. We'll, we'll roll. We talked enough about that, but I, I mean, just, just we're just backing up for one more second. Like Patrick Mahomes, seventy-seven hundred. You talked about sixty-six. Sorry, sixty-four hundred on Kelsey. Mix in your forty-five hundred dollar Watkins. Stay off the hill because I'm using Kelsey. Go with your forty-seven hundred dollar rugs and get in your cheap version of Jacobs because it's going to stay a little closer than we think at 6,300. You've got a five-man game stack with a massive team total with a game that we think is going to stay a little bit closer, some uniqueness to it because it's not all of the chalk plays, and, and you're good to roll. And if you want to get two tight ends in there, get Waller in and maybe remove Jacobs because there's a bunch of other running backs that we mentioned. So I love that. The other one I like, and we talked a little bit about it earlier, but was Watson, Watson, Fuller, Cooks, James Robinson on the other side. I do like that. Yeah, Ruggs is interesting because he's like a guy with like not like he's got the talent to rip the big play, and that's what we're looking for. And he's cheap, and so we're looking for exposure to games with a little bit less ownership, who with guys who are talented that can go for big plays, right? Like that's DFS. In yeah, that and he's got the classic Q tag, right? So people will stay away from him. Um. All right. Uh, are we done? Yeah, I mean, I was gonna do the Houston uh, Jacksonville stack. The my bring back would probably be DJ Chark there. Um, but yeah, I love, I love that game. Just ownership wise, the, what Tambo said, I, uh, with the KC Oakland, those guys aren't going to be highly owned. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, if you believe the Raiders are going to keep that a game, like I, I love stacking that up multiple different ways. Um, so this is going to be a big week, boys. I'm feeling it. It's, uh, you know, Kirkwood had the big week last week. We're going to shift it around this week. I'm ready to take down a tournament here. I think this is the week. You know what, you know what I'm going to preach? Just keep, I'm going to keep getting smaller and smaller with my quarterback pool. And like, that's how I'm going to build my lineups. And that's what I did last week. I narrowed it down, but like, I'm going to narrow it down even more. And like, I think that's the way to like, just pick hone in on like your like five to six QBs and games that you really like. And then like, just be all in on them. That's basically and, what I do every week. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't get too deep. Like if I like a game, I'll, I'll stack it multiple different ways with both quarterbacks, but yeah. Usually pretty tight with my QB pool. That's the ticket. That's the ticket. I hope. All right. Um, all right. This has uh, been a good show. Good week. Uh, good luck to both of you. Good luck to me. Good luck to everyone listening. Um, this is the RGDFS Tournament Takes Podcast, and we'll catch you next week.